Welcome to the Random Team Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about Iron Man 2. Yay! Yay! Okay, I think before we get started, we need to point out that as we are recording this in early January of 2016, up to this point, you will very probably get spoilers from any Marvel movie that has been released up to this point. Yeah, because I don't have the wherewithal to not. No, no. This this movie has been out for uh, six years yeah. at this point, um, and we will probably reference all the other movies that have been released up to this point. So yes. if you have not seen everything up through Ant-Man... Then go do that now. Then you might want to. Also, and then come back. And then always come back. Always come back. Um, but also, seriously, if you have not listened to our Iron Man... One one uh, podcast. I strongly suggest you listen to that one before you listen to this one because we talk a lot about uh, Pepper and Tony and Rhodey and Happy. So we're going to try to avoid uh, duplicating the same podcast. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I do strongly suggest you listen to that one before you listen to this one. But please always come back. Yes. So does that cover all the? I think so. Yeah. Bits and pieces. Okay. So, I liked this one. I didn't like it as much as the first one. But you know me in origin stories. Yeah, you can never get past the first one. Yeah. Um Right. But I liked it better than The Incredible Hulk. Yes. So much Anything better. Anything better than that. I'm sorry, but yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, this is the third movie of Phase 1. Yes, it is. Uh, so, I, I enjoyed it, but... From a research standpoint, it's a nightmare. Yeah, because it... And I think it's only going to get worse from here on out. I think it is, too, now that they're making... Especially now that they're connecting everything. Yeah. I think they're just taking bits and pieces to suit themselves. They truly are. I think my biggest upset is beyond the uh, storyline that doesn't actually exist in the comics. um, Is the fact that they kept using the wrong model Iron Man. Yeah. That really bothered me because I didn't see any reason. Because, well, in the uh, in the movies, they're referred to as Mark 1, yes. Mark 2, Mark 3. Yes. In the comics, they're referred to as model. Okay. I don't understand. Could be a copyright thing. They wanted to use something they could they could put protections around to I make money off of. I don't know. I'm guess. thinking of it from a business standpoint. I guess. But, well, but Iron Man Model 1, the whole name could be... Yeah, but like Copy. Mark One, just using it by itself. I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about it from a business perspective. Possibly, but I because this is a money maker. That's true. Make no mistake. That's true. So that really bothered me a lot. Um, it's just it's a tiny, tiny little detail, but like, okay, for example, let's just get it out of the way. Uh, in the basement, in, in Tony's basement, right? We see Mark One, Mark Two, Mark Three, and Mark Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark one is the original iron suit, right? Mark two in the movie becomes war machine, right? Sort of. And then you've got Mark three and Mark four, which are the red and golds, right? And Uh, five is the suitcase. And five is the suitcase. In the comics, war machine is taken from model 11 and the suitcase is model four. Okay. In canon. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> I don't understand why five had to be the suitcase. I'm assuming it's five. They don't say it straight up, but the four are in the wall. Yeah. So then he has the suitcase one, which I so I'm just yeah. assuming it's the Mark Five. But in canon, it's Model Four. Right. And War Machine is all the way down here, eleven, but it's taken from two. Yeah. I think it's because the only, it's the only one that's not painted the Iron Man color, so you can tell them apart. But Model 2 is Iron Man colors. Model 2 is in, golden red. In canon. In, in the comics. Yeah. Because Model 1 is the gray iron suit. There's Model 1 gold finish, mm-hmm. which is just like the iron suit, only it's gold. Yeah. And then Model 2 is, red, is the first red and gold. He doesn't hit silver until... Well, like, Model 7 is black, and then Model 8 is red and silver. Okay, so I have a question. Okay. You know how in the first movie, the only reason he went to gold is to solve the de-icing problem. And then he mixed some hot rod red in because it was super flashy. Sure. So does that mean Rhodey's suit 
still has the de-icing problem? I don't know. I'm thinking it does. In theory, to follow the logic of it, yes. Yeah. It would. Because that was the whole reason he built another one after that. Is right. Because he had to refabricate it. icing Yeah. I, yeah. And that was the whole problem with Warmonger. Right. Because that's how he defeated Warmonger. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I would assume so. Yeah. But seeing as how the actual war machine wasn't until Model 11. Yeah. Then the de-icing would never have been an issue to begin with. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't understand why they did it the way they did, but whatever. <laughs> um, so I know a lot of people had problems with Whiplash. Um, I personally did not. I thought he was fine. Um, people had problems with Whiplash? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I missed that. People were not happy. I, I, this was, in a lot of ways, some people found this an unsatisfactory movie from okay. what I've read. Okay. Um, I'll take whatever the hell I can get. It's an Iron Man movie. Um, I hear you. And I'm I think, with you. I think they're just laying a lot of groundwork for the rest of the MCU. Interesting. Laying groundwork for, yeah, well, it, it, we learn a lot more about Tony. We free we Tony up, character. we free Tony up away from the business. Yes. Um, we realize that he's continuing to develop Iron Man, that there are political ramifications to him being Iron Man. Mm-hmm. The government gets involved. Right, right. Um, we get Senator Stern. Mm-hmm, we get Senator Stern. Um, so I think I think this a lot of this is set up. Which might have put some people off because... And, and you know... It, I, th- I, I can see the long game with the Hydra angle. Mm-hmm. Being a lo- it being a long game setup, but boy, what a crapshoot! Yeah, wow, what a crapshoot! It paid off. It did down the road, especially since Senator Stern showed back up in Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier when we had the big Hydra reveal, right? So I thought that was very so to set him up here. Yeah, was wild. Yeah, seriously, a crapshoot. But um, they like pulled having, it off. That's like having General Ross come back from Incredible Hulk. He's showing up in Civil War. This yes, is a long game which we shit. have not seen yet. Yeah. So, but I mean, and and I think with uh, and not just Iron Man, I think with a lot of these movies, and this may be why they're deviating from the comics so much is number one spoilers because if you Truth, if you yeah, know yeah. the exact arc that's going to happen, it's going to leak. Sure. So there's that, but there's also there is no way you're always going to pick the favorite villain of everybody. There's no, no way that you can please everybody. There's just, no. he's been around too long. Well, also with uh, Whiplash is not just one character. Whiplash is multiple characters. There are multiple right. Whiplashes. Right. The Whiplash that they put in Iron Man 2 did not exist until Iron Man 2. Ah. They created the comic Whiplash. Um, this particular Whiplash was created, I think, right around, he comes, he came in around 2010. Okay. Um, the, Ivan. Uh, Anton. Ant- this is Anton. This is, in the movie, it's Ivan. Okay. No, 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 you're, hold on, shit. I, have I know, to because we, we discussed we this got the so, other day. Because the father, the father of this character in Iron it. Man 2 shows up, um, I wrote it down. in Agent Carter. Right. So Dr. Vanco, father, and then the son is Ivan. Yes. Yeah, Anton is the dad. Yes. In the movies. In the, yeah, in the MCU. In the MCU, Anton Vanko is the father and Ivan Vanko is the son. Yes. Who becomes Whiplash. In the comics, in Iron Man versus Whiplash, number one through four. Okay. From 2009 to 2010, Anton Vanko is Whiplash. His father is Igor okay. Vanko. So... And and we we talked about this cause so confusing. We watched uh, we watched Iron Man two together with uh, special features, commentary, all kind of good stuff. The data vault, uh, the data vault that's on the DVD. And so we both talked about like why would you even do that? What would be even the purpose of changing their names well, just to be confusing? I have no idea. Well, the uh, the the series in the comics, the Iron Man versus Whiplash series, is not. Even the story, yeah. And that particular, it's a right now. It's just a, it's it's just a four comic story arc. It's a standalone series, and in in that, um, the Iron Man suit. And I I just read it real briefly. I just ran right through it real quick. Um, the Iron Man suit comes and destroys this town where Vanko's lives, and his father gets killed, and so he gets the breastplate, which is model sixteen. 
Okay. And he uses the breastplate to create the whiplash with the arms and everything. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, which is completely different than the movie. He built it all himself. Yes. He didn't, it wasn't from the arc reactor, which is what we see in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he, he builds it as uh, to, to get revenge. Well, so it's a, compl- was- it's a completely different, but the revenge thing is still the same. Yeah. It's always revenge in comic books. But in the movie, it was because um, Daddy Van Co. Mm-hmm. We may just need to refer to them as Daddy Van Co. and Son Van Co. Yes. Because I will get confused. Yes. Because Daddy Van Co. helped Howard build the arc reactor, but he never got the recognition for it. They had yes. a falling out. Yes. And from, from what they said in the show, um, Daddy wanted to use it for profit or something and Stark had him deported for it or that no that's what they said in Iron Man 2 not right Stark had had daddy Vanko um Vanko deported back to Russia for his shenanigans well but he, he, had, he wanted to weaponize it or but something. shenanigans are bad yeah so he had every right to yeah I can see that's I'm kind of okay with that but that's kind of shitty though because if Daddy was a defector from Russia working in the United States that got sent back to communist Russia. Yeah, that's bad. His life would have been 17 different kinds of shit. Yeah. So that was that was pretty damn vengeful. I hate it when you minimize your window and everything goes blank and it scares you for just a second. That's not good. No, it's not at all. Um, so, so, yeah, it's completely different. I mean, it's not, but it is. He's still trying to enact revenge yeah. for his father who's dead. Yeah. So, and the... the Basic storylines the same. How it comes about is different. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. I liked Son Vanko. He's my kind of guy. Mickey Rourke. I know you were happy to see him. He's my kind of guy. Yeah, <laughs> I have a type. I think he did a good job. I loved him. I love Mickey Rourke. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, he was um, his his garbled Russian. Yeah, was great. My boy, my boy. He wants his burb. It was so funny, though, because, like, um, I thought... It made him human. The yeah, burb made him human. The burb. <laughs> but I thought it was it was great how he played off of Hammer. And Hammer's over here, like, talking a mile a minute. Like, I need to do this and why. They Let's were hurry up this. great opposite And then he's other. over here, and he'll just throw out, like, one line. And I'm Hammer just is like... I went to my bird. But, yeah. I was a big fan of Sam Rockwell. I like him. He's been in all kinds of stuff. Um... It was good to see him as his hammer. I was not thrilled by his performance. Yeah. Um, he seemed so shallow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I just felt like his character was shallow or if he was portraying his character so well. Yeah. That he came across as shallow. I was not blown away by his, blown away yeah. by his character. I was kind of like, eh. I think it was kind of a mirror to Tony in the way he used to be. I can see that. All flash and no substance. But also, Tony's always had the brain. True. Whereas Hammer, you can tell, has always been second well, best. Hammer has always... He steals stuff. He doesn't create the technology. He steals the technology. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's always been his thing. So, I I don't know. I wasn't totally blown away by, blown away by his performance. Mm-hmm. But he was necessary to the story. Yeah. Um. Which the Hammer story, because I was convinced that, originally I was convinced that this was a takeoff of the Armor War yes. uh, storyline, which was uh, Iron Man 225 and 231 was Armor War, the first Armor War, and mm-hmm. then the second Armor War was 258 to 266 Iron Man in the 90s. So the first one was in the late 80s and the second one was the early 90s. They were very, very close to each other. Just... 20-something issues apart. Yeah. Um, but what it was, uh, Spymaster stole tech, Iron Man tech, and was spreading it around. To uh, all these rogue. To everybody. So that's the story I was convinced that this was. Mm-hmm. But it's really not because I started reading those, going back and reading those comics, and it just absolutely doesn't. But it's the idea of the tech being stolen. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah. So it is sort of the armor. It's kind of a thread through it. And the whiplash storyline is a thread through it. The uh, demon in a bottle storyline mm-hmm. kind of runs through it. Because the demon in a bottle ser- story arc is the Justin Hammer story arc. Oh, okay. Which is Iron Man 120 to 128 in 79. Okay. 
So that's that story arc, which is the Justin Hammer story arc. And Monaco does play into that, by the way. Oh. Which I thought was in. Because I, I was like, okay, where's fucking Monaco? <laughs> and it's there. So. So much stuff. So much stuff. So much stuff. So. So this is this is the second time a enemy has come at Iron Man from a business standpoint. But Tony's business is a huge, I mean, yeah. Shark Industries is so huge and so, it's a big, it's a force of nature yeah. in the Marvel world. But we get once again that people are either trying to. Think Wayne Industries. Yeah. People are trying to either profit from the Iron Man suit or steal to it. steal it to make it, to make mayhem. Or to profit off of it like Hammer was trying to with Hammer Industries. Yeah. 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 Um, but. Yeah, Stark is very much Batman. Yeah. In another world. Yeah. They're the same character, really, at the end of the day. Because they both, they're not, neither one of them have superpowers. They have a suit. Right. So. And resources and intelligence. And a butler. Yeah. Mostly a butler. Yeah. So. Mostly the butler. (laughs) Uh, Can we, can we talk about Natasha? We can talk about Natasha. (gasps) Yay! This is Natasha's, uh premiere movie this is iron man 2 aka the introduction of black widow scarlett johansson yes as black widow who we absolutely adore and uh i have to mention um heidi moneymaker Mm -hmm. who is her stunt double and has always been her stunt double since the beginning since this movie yep they started working together on this movie and she is now scarlett's body double in, in everything yeah uh, and they are brilliant. They work together so well because there's a featurette mm-hmm. on the Blu-ray where they're talking about um, how they've worked on signature moves together so that no matter which one of them it is, it's the same. Yeah. It looks the same. And the goal the goal is always for Scarlett to be able to do it if at all possible. And she tries. Mm-hmm. If, she, if Scarlett can do the move, she will do the move. Yeah. Um, but uh, Moneymaker is there to help teach her and the really crazy stuff yeah is moneymaker so yeah um but I, but I just i adore this i i love how um on the featurette and I, i'd seen it before because fx does dvd on tv sometimes mm-hmm. and they've done this and i think that's where i saw a lot of the special features before we looked at them recently right um john favreau said that scarlet is the hardest working um actor physically physically he said she trained for months not just for the wire work and stuff like that but lifting physically and preparing herself for this and he said she worked harder than anybody else oh sure she did on this she put the rest of them to shame she did and it shows because you notice that after this tony gets a lot more muscular yeah (laughs) that's a good point (laughs) that's it's after this movie that uh that robert downey jr gets Mm -hmm. a lot more uh pumped up and i just i love the the scene with happy where he's being all condescending with her in the boxing ring well which is interesting because you know uh happy was originally a boxer right right so to see him in the boxing ring was adorable take his ass down it's beautiful like a ninja beautiful it was beautiful so but this is not how natasha was introduced in the comics of course not no she was a um there's a lot more of her, I mean, because they talk about it in the movies about her being a double agent and uh, a world-renowned spy, da 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 In Iron Man 2, all we see is she's a member of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. And that's really all we get. Yes. In this movie. In this movie, yeah. But she actually didn't become a member of S.H.I.E.L.D. until long after the Avengers were created and down the road. Yeah. Um, and by the way, Clintasha is canon in the comics. Fuck yeah, it is. Clintasha, if I've ever. Well, they're not actually together, but. They are. Of course they are. <laughs> but um, there is a romance between is. Natasha, and it's, it's what convinces her to defect. <laughs> Hawkeye is the reason she defected. Yay. In my opinion, after reading um, that particular issue. Yay. Uh, Avengers number 44, I believe it is. I read that issue, and they're, my beloved. <gasps> she gets shot, and he carries her out. and That's beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. So, yeah. So, yeah. it's. I thought you'd like that. Cool. 
That's awesome. It is, in fact. Yes, it was Avengers number 44 from 1967. It's the first Black Widow origin, because then the second one is Daredevil number 88, right. which I could not get a hold of from 1972, so it makes me sad that I couldn't read that one. <laughs> um, so one thing you pointed out to me before the cast was a reminder that Black Widow is a title. It is. Been, she, been is not the, she is not the only Black Widow to ever no. exist. No. Um, it's just, it's a title. She was trained in the Red Room, the whole shebang. She's a living weapon. Um, one, two, three, four, five. Because there's clairvoyant, mm-hmm. who is the first one, which is, that's the picture I showed you, the woman mm-hmm. in the green dress with the veil. Her yeah. very first appearance, which was in... 64, of, I think you said. It was in 1964. It was Tales of Suspense, number 52. And she's in this green, like, evening Cocktail gown. dress. Yeah, with a little stole. And she's yeah. got the little black veil thing going on. She's, you know, widow. Yeah, seriously. So that's Claire. And then there's Natalia. And then Yelena. And then Monica. Jessica Drew. Then there's Black Widow 2099. And I don't even want to go there. So... <laughs> And the MCU has taken a different tack with, well, we're not for sure whether the person who has been shown as being trained in the Red Room, just as Natasha was, is considered a quote-unquote Black Widow, but I seem to think she is. From the Red Room? From Agent Carter? Yeah, we don't have her. Oh, Dottie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we don't have Dottie's real name, so we don't know if she's one of these people or not. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, but the Red Room, because... Uh, the fighting style is too similar. Because and she was, she was trained in the Red yes, Room. Yes, absolutely, because uh, Natalia was retconned. Um, you know, she was originally born in 1929. Wow. Natasha. Wow. Was born in 1929. Okay. She is old. In canon. In canon. Yeah. Um, which I would love if they would pull that through to the movies. Yeah. But then again, she was also trained by Winter Soldier at some point, so... Right. She's been brainwashed herself. Yeah. A poor thing um, from canon, so. But I adore her. But even in the MCU, her her training and upbringing was not pleasant. No, 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 no. She's, there's red in her ledger. Yep. As she says. Yep. In a different movie. And uh, you know what my really, my, my, the one fly in the ointment for me with, with Natasha in Iron Man 2. What's that? The hair. She's undercover. I don't mind the long hair for her being undercover, but for the final battle when she goes into Hammer Industries, that hair is just flying all the I, fuck over the place. I tried to argue it through, and it just fell to pieces because she was at the party, and it was with up. her fancy hair. But it was up. Not at the party, it wasn't. Oh, not at the party, but the like party. at the expo before they go to Hammer Industries, it was up. But when they go to his birthday party. Yes, it was down. It was down. And then, yeah, she shows up. It was the final where she finally suits up. Oh, yeah. To kick some major ass. It was all for screen. Yeah. It was all for the screen. But yeah, any woman worth her salt with hair like that would have 50 jillion ponytail holders. At any given point. Everywhere. Yeah. And would have pulled her hair back because that's bullshit. And that might be one of the reasons why her hair got shorter in, uh, later mcu incarnations says, uh i think the next movie she's in is uh, first avengers. avengers yeah oh no the avengers the avengers did that come out before no first avenger came out before yeah i was thinking she was in um the first avenger no she was not she was not in the first Avenger. okay so her next movie was the avengers yes yes she had much shorter hair yeah because she's supposed my brain she's in every single one of them she should be she should be i so. mean she really should be yeah um, but i love that they took her character from iron man 2 which basically had a small part mm-hmm. they just based they just introduced her yeah and then in avengers it completely blew up yeah. yeah she's become a force of nature thank goodness because they need one yeah that was that was kind of the cool thing because we get to we have two more movies after iron man 2 before we get the avengers which means we have to set up all six characters. Because there's Thor, and then there's the first Avenger. Right. Okay. So we have to set up all six characters. So Natasha and Clint did not get their own movies. So we get Natasha introduced in a smaller role in Iron Man 2, and we get Clint introduced in a much smaller role in He's Thor. He's not even credited Yeah. in Thor. Yeah. Like, you didn't know that was uh, Hawkeye until the Avengers came out. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wait. Yeah. That's Clint Barton that was up there. We didn't know. I, I knew he had to be somebody because I was like, Jeremy Renner ain't going to show up for nothing. I know, right? So, but yeah, so I, I think that was well thought out. I mean, obviously, I wish they had their own damn movies, but I think that was a nice Bangladesh? way. Bangladesh? Yeah. No. Uh, Budapest. Budapest. 
Um, I think that was an artful way to that was close within the economy of this six movie phase to get them introduced before we're supposed to give a shit about them in the Avengers. Well, there are so many characters in Marvel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they had to pick and choose. Um, Do you know that Logan was the one who first rescued Natasha when she was little? Logan is in Wolverine. Logan, that would be in one of her many incarnations. Ricky Healy. It was Logan that saved a young, very young, oh wow, Natasha when she was very very little. Because you know, nineteen twenty nine. Yeah, um, but he did. Okay, that's one of her many. That was before she got retconned. Okay, to the Red Room. Okay, because originally, um, <laughs> she was uh, raised by Ivan Petrovich. Okay, uh, who adopted her after? I think that was. Uh, no, it was after that. Uh, Matt Murdock. Oh, God. Yeah, she, she hooked up with uh, Daredevil for a little while. Okay. Because she was born in 29. Uh, Ivan tells Matt Murdock he had been given custody of Natasha by a woman before her death during the Battle of Stalingrad. Stalingrad. Stalingrad in 42. Uh, had her trained as a Soviet spy, eager to help her homeland. Mm-hmm. Um, in 41, Petrovich helps Captain America and the mutant Logan, who would later become the Canadian super agent costume hero Wolverine, to rescue Natasha from the Nazis. Okay. And a revised retcon origin becomes the Black Widow Ops. Yeah. So they retconned her from, yeah. from that. And I'm so glad they changed her costume because her original costume sucked. Yeah. Now it looks like functional armor. Well, it is. That allows her to... Because I know a lot of people are like, well, yeah, but it's skin tight. Yeah, but it has to allow her to move. It has to allow her to move. It's also made from Kevlar. Yeah. Our Kevlar-based substance mm-hmm. is the, yeah. Which makes me feel better about her costume because it always, always did think it was a little skimpy and sexy. And we did notice, because we've seen all the other MCU movies, the zipper is about as low in Iron Man 2 as it it's ever It's the lowest gets. it ever gets. It yeah. gets progressively higher. Well, I was watching some of the behind the scenes and they were doing her uh, uh, camera with her costumes, the camera. Mm-hmm, the camera test or whatever. Test, camera test. Yeah. I was like, camera. Something. Thing. And they were going through her costumes and they had the costume designer was there and they were talking about how her costumes would progress through the episode and it would get lower and lower. Mm-hmm. And then she finally pulls out the, the Black Widow and it zipped down. Yeah. Which uh, we know she would, uh, that's just not, that's not practical. Which is, yeah, but as the movies progress, it gets higher and higher. So there's yeah. less boobage. As the MCU, yeah, yeah. So, so. that was good to see. <laughs> Can't you just see Scarlet, like, as they're filming and she's like, Zip. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's going to stay here. No, what? No, nobody's looking. Zip. Yeah. Nobody will notice. That's great. Because, you know, you can't fight and shit with your boobs hanging out. Plus, it's it's a patch of exposed skin. I know, right? And if I'm too worried about my boobs falling out, then I ain't going to fight right. So, yeah. just saying. Yeah. And in the Avengers, Clint shows more skin than she does. <laughs> she really does. I'm okay with this. It's great. He has great arms. So, yeah. <laughs> there were 10,000 aliens, and I killed 11 of them. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> well, at least he actually ran out of arrows, but that's the that's Avengers. So. so, so I was really jazzed to see uh, Black Widow in this. Um, yeah, you are. Poor Pepper, though. Although, you have to admit, Pepper did give some very realistic reactions. She did. And I like how, at the end, they were united against Tony's ridiculousness. I think I did okay. They were a united front explosions in the distance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought. And I think Howard Howard played a much bigger role. Happy? No, Howard. Played a much bigger role. Daddy, yeah, yeah, Howard. Played a much bigger role in... Uh, One of our bajillion Howard Starks. So many. Uh, but seeing as how... Okay, so they the film footage was shown from 1974. Yes. Because it's the 1974 Stark Expo, which yes. is not a thing. No, but it's a takeoff of the World's Fair. Yes, it absolutely because is. Because he's the takeoff, in this at least, of Walt Disney. Yes. Um, but uh, Tony was born in 1970, which would make him four years old. Okay. At the time of the filming when he's shooing him away from the table. So he, I think, think the child was a little older than four. Yeah, I did too. I thought of him more as like five or six. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, I can give or take. Yeah. So the four year difference, it works out. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that that 
the Stark Expo, as huge as it is, has been where it is for as long as it has. Yeah. Because the world's fair moved. And the Stark Expo is a year long. What the fuck? That's how the World's Fairs used to be. I miss World Fairs. I know. I was never there, but... I know. I kind of miss them. Why don't we do shit like that anymore? I know. But the thing that kills me is... um, is the thing that really bo- the only thing that really bothered me about the whole Howard stuff because I like John Slattery I think he's a great actor I think he did a good job with Howard um, oh especially when he got drunk yeah he was way more interesting once he because that was Howard Stark yeah and my only thing was why he would bury his message to his son on what amounted to a gag reel from him recording this message. He was an emotionally retarded alcoholic. That's true. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. There's very little information on Howard in the comics. Uh, so, so very little. Um, I do I do still have a little bit of trouble reconciling the Howard that we see in the first Avenger and in Agent Carter. He's played by Dominic Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a little bit of trouble reconciling him with this Howard because he's a little bit... Um, I guess he's 30. He's 20 to 30 years older. Yeah. Cause I, cause I see and married. I see him more fun loving in, but he's also married. Yeah. And he's gotten much more serious. Yeah. Than he was in his playboy days that we see in agent Carter. Yeah. Marriage will do that to you. So it'll be interesting to see that women, women were awesome. Um, (laughs) it'll be interesting to see that change if we get, him that long in agent carter yeah i don't see agent carter going that long though yeah um i do enjoy dominic cooper i do too so he's he's tony in another i mean dominic cooper has just taken uh, robert downey jr's tony and put him in a different era yeah he's he's much more of a womanizer he's oh yeah he's he also reminds me a lot of the tony stark from the canons like we talked about in the first iron man podcast about how he was so much more of a womanizer and the drinking and the partying and dominic cooper has taken that character howard stark and given us the original tony yeah original flavor tony right so i think that's 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 pretty cool so we still got to see all that especially when they you know they put him in the 1940s yeah when you can get away with that. Because we don't, we don't see, t- we, we see Tony being self-destructive in this movie, which is part for the course because he's Tony well, Stark, but we see him being self-destructive using the suit, not using booze for the most part, except for the party scene. Um, I think, though, the reason why he's being so self-destructive in this film is because he's dying. Yeah. And he's deathly afraid. And he's, yeah, he's very scared and he's using it to cope. Very bad coping mechanism. Um, and the whole movie, I'm like screaming at him to tell Pepper. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my notes, there's very, it's all caps. <laughs> Where is it? Yeah. See, look right there. Yep. Tell her. All caps. Underline. Tell her. Well, and it's not just his death, you know, his own personal death. It's what's going to happen to Iron Man. Well, and his technology. Yeah. And especially when, you know, we go to the, it opens with the Senate scene mm-hmm. and he sees that the government wants to get a hold of his tech, which he doesn't want. To, he doesn't want the government to get a hold of it. And then they do the bits of where they've got Korea and Iran and they're trying to build Iron Man suits. And then Hammer is trying to build an Iron Man suit. And he's very worried what's mm-hmm. going to happen with this technology. If somebody actually gets their hands on the actual suit. Which is why he ends up giving it to Pepper. Of course. Because, you know, Pepper. Not because, and he doesn't do it because, you know, she's, I mean, they go through that whole bit where she's trying to run the company and she's trying to ask him about all this stuff. Yeah. And he gives her the company under the premise that she's trying to do all of this. Well, here, just do it. Yeah. And he happened to have that bottle of champagne right there. Yeah. He, yeah, that was, that was. He was giving her control of the company so that when he died, he, he knew it would be in the hands he trusted. Be, yeah. He would have already, you know, transferred control and everything. Mm-hmm. And it would be a done deal and nobody could take that away. Yep. Whereas in comics, mm-hmm. when Tony died, he gave it to Rhodey. Yeah. Which I guess he was a man. Well, yeah, and I think this makes a whole lot more sense because Rhodey is not involved in the day-to-day business stuff like Pepper is. Good God, you know Pepper's been running that company pretty much by herself. Absolutely, he's been Tony's been faffing off in the but, lab and coming up right. with the tech. Absolutely, but in the comics at this point, 
Rhodey is pretty much with Tony 24-7. Yeah. He, this this point, uh, he has hired Rhodey. He's an employee, his, yeah. He is his personal pilot. He is with him everywhere he goes. Yeah. So he's very involved in the day-to-day business, and he leaves it to Rhodey. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't go very over very well with Rhodey, but whatever. <laughs> we we, ha- we went over all that in the first podcast. So, yeah. Uh, but so they give it to Pepper. Because in this, in Iron Man 2... Uh, Rhodey's still with the government. Force, he's yeah. still with the the uh, Air Force. Yep. And he's still with the whole weaponry acquisition department, which apparently is a thing. Yeah. Can and we he, talk about that? Yes. I'm so I'm not a happy bunny that he took that suit. That I'm fine that he took it because... That they wrote that into the story. I'm fine that he took it because, as it was pointed out very quickly... Uh, you don't just take one of these suits. Well, you the have fa- to be allowed to take one of these suits. So I'm fine with Rhodey having it. I'm not fine with him handing it over to the government. Well, and the fact that Rhodey knew how to use it. Yeah. Which means he's been in it before. Yeah. This is not the first time Tony's allowed him to be in one of the suits. Yeah. And I really feel like that that particular... Um, because in the comics, uh, Tony designs a iron the Model 11, mm-hmm. uh, which becomes War Machine is specifically for roadie it's built for roadie's uh body type and and everything so you know because it's the uh the mark ii that roadie runs off with in the movie in the movie so you know he had to have retconned it (laughs) retrofitted it yeah retcon basically same thing same uh to retrofit it for roadie yeah in order for him to be able to use it. And mm. Jarvis would not have allowed. Exactly. No way. Exactly. So, but the fact that they made Rhodey, in essence, the bad guy. Yeah, I didn't like I that. I was not okay with that. And the fact that in the next, they just, beyond this, it's just swept under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I do not see Tony forgiving him quite that easily. So I think, I think getting, and I know that it was all to the goal of getting them in that final scene together Fighting together, each in their suits. Wish the behind-the-scenes filming of that's hilarious. Oh, my God. With them with their little rows Be- of dots. Well, that and... Um, because part of it, they just have the top half of the suit. They didn't do the legs. So, they're yeah. just, you know, this top heavy. And then they've got these shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Under, like, the, a, a unitard over... And the shorts yes, are over it. And it's the oh, it's it's the pre-Andy Circus um, motion capture. Yeah. With the strips, with the yeah. dots across them. And it's so hilarious. Yeah. And their little boxer shorts. Yeah. <laughs> And Robert's in his red and uh, Don Cheadle's in the gray. In the gray. Yeah, it's it's so great. It's hilarious. If you get a chance to watch the behind the scenes, yeah. you have to. There's no gag reel on there, by the way. Oh, there should I be. I could not find it. There's deleted scenes, but I could not find. There, well, there's three discs with that yeah. stupid set. Yeah. But I couldn't find the gag reel. Darn it. Yeah, it was funny when Gwyneth was like, yeah, uh, Robert and I like to improvise. I was like, mm-hmm. No, you only improvise because he makes you. Because you have no choice. Yeah. Everybody will improvise. So I think, yeah, but I, uh, again, to go back to Pepper, I really do feel like her reactions, like in Monaco. Yeah. When Whiplash attacks and she is screaming in the backseat of that car. I'm like, Yeah. That's Seems how legit. you. That's how you react. Yep. When you're being attacked and you're trying to give uh, your boss his suitcase. Mm-hmm. Well, not boss. I guess at that because at that point that he wasn't her boss. No, she was the she was the she president. Was the CEO at that point, and you're yeah. trying to get him the suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> She's screaming her head off. I thought it was great. Yeah. But they, they because, she, I mean, I, I love Pepper and the fact that she's a real person. Yeah. They didn't just make her, you know, super strong. But they didn't make her, you know, a wilting. The, yeah. yeah, she's not a wilting flower either. Business wise, she's very, very strong. Mm-hmm. She's got a great head for business, and she can do this side of the world. But when it comes to like being attacked by Whiplash, yeah, she's afraid. She screams as you should. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it's an appropriate reaction. So I like that her character is so de- well developed that way. But you notice she didn't just send Happy. To Tony with the armor. She no, took she it got herself. in the car. Yeah, she got in the car too. So I, I think that says a lot. So yeah, there's some brave. Yeah, there's bravery there. Yeah, well, and Iron Man three is a whole other. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm okay. But it, I just had to get back to that. But Rhodey, yeah, because it was Spymaster mm-hmm. who took the stuff. Mm-hmm. But for them to use Rhodey to steal it, quote unquote, and steal to be it. completely cool with Hammer weaponizing it. Now I will say he takes. What is it? The arc reactor? He won't let him play with it. 
He took yeah, he took something out of it before he and turned it over. And that's that's another thing. That's how you know it was designed for Rhodey is because he knew there how wouldn't to do have it. been a, there wouldn't have been an arc reactor in there because Tony's got one in his chest. Exactly. That powers the suit. So Rhodey needed the the secondary arc re, or the the suit arc reactor. Right. And he just takes it out. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, he didn't yeah. let Hammer have that. That's yeah. it's so easy to miss because that scene's like Two seconds. Two seconds. Yeah, exactly. But he still takes it before. But he's he okay it with him. with hammer weaponizing it. But that's Rhodey's job. I know. I just didn't. Mm, didn't he's sit this well. defense weapons acquisition. So, I mean, somebody's got to have that job. Yeah. Somebody's got to look. I mean, if you think about the United States government, somebody ha- or any government really, somebody has to be the person on top of. What's the best weaponry? What can we use? What yeah. do we not have? How do we get it? Somebody has to do that job. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the Secretary of Defense. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> and who better than Tony Stark's best friend? So, which, you know, what we talked about in the Iron Man 1 podcast, this is not who Rhodey really is. Yeah. In the comics. So, <clears throat> because, uh, you know, apparently they've known each other since childhood, da 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 da, and they don't. So. What else happened? Uh, Monaco happened, which Monaco is happened. where uh, Iron Man and Whiplash fight. That does happen. Um, so that was a cool locale. It was a very cool locale for a hot minute. And they shot some of it on site and some of it was done in, yeah. in a studio. Um, big explosions. Big I was explosions. quite excited by them. They were they were sweet. Um, one thing I thought was interesting is that this is not the last we see of a Stark Expo. No. Because we see a Stark Expo in uh, the first adventure. Okay. That's it's been a long time since I've watched the first adventure. That's Avenger. where... Uh, I watched Winter Soldier Stephen way too Bucky, much. Yeah, so that's where Stephen Bucky oh, that's go right. at the beginning. That's right, with the, with the floating car. car. That's right. Yeah. yeah. With Clara. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> you know. Even I know that's Clara. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, in the movie... So... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we were talking about Monaco. Um, yeah. In the movie, Tony's house is in Malibu. It's actually on the Pacific Coast. Malibu the is on the Pacific Coast. No, it's not. I don't care. Okay. I was thinking Malibu was in Florida for some no. reason. I don't know why. Malibu is California. Is it? Yeah. It just, well, it just says Pacific <laughs> Coast. Malibu's in Florida. I'm thinking Miami, aren't I? God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one thing I will say about Whiplash is we didn't get to see much Whiplash. Not really, no. He whiplashed in Monaco. He got locked up. Hammer broke him out to build his uh, suits. Mm, his and bird. then we see him. His bird. His boyd. His boyd. Then we see him. Uh, he builds the drones. He builds the drones. Which I could not find any reference to whatsoever in the comics. Um, but they're pretty cool if you watch the uh, the Data Vault. Oh, the da- yeah, it's really cool. They, they chose the equipment specifically for each branch. And how they're different, yeah. Um, so that was cool, but we don't see him whiplash very much. No. Only, after, only in the Monaco scene. After he, Yeah, after he leaves Monaco and goes to work for Hammer, there's no whiplash to whip. But they don't actually refer to him as Whiplash. Yes. They, Just like they don't refer to, they backhanded refer to Rhodey as War Machine. Well, and Iron Monger in Iron Man 1 was never referred to as Iron Monger until Iron Man 2 when they talk about the Iron Monger. Because the Arc right. Reactor was destroyed in the Iron Monger incident. incident. Right. They never actually name him until the next one. Right. So uh, he didn't actually get the Whiplash name until the comic. Right. This character didn't yes. get Whiplash name. Um, because there's the... There's the whole confusion with his name anyway, so. Yeah. But yeah, he, the whiplash, that's all we see. Yeah. That's, that's So it. that was kind of disappointing. Which is probably why they wrote the comics, was because they were like, yeah, but this was cool, so we need to use this idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because visually, it was, it was very, it was very uh, interesting. So I'm kind of, we, we got a lot of the villain being in a lab. Yeah. He, his, well, he was uh, a physics. Yeah, he was a physicist. Dude. And, uh, physicist, physics dude. He's he a, physics was a physics dude. dude. Fancy words on me. So um, I did like, uh, and John mentioned this in the uh, in the uh, commentary for some of the some of the uh, John Favreau, which we did not mention that he was a director. Yes, John Favreau, of course, who also plays Happy. Um, he mentioned that everybody knows that watching uh, Vanko uh, build th- his version of the suit. Mm-hmm. At the beginning was very it was very much meant to mimic Tony in the cave from the first Iron Man movie. Okay. So I did not watch the com- watch this with commentary cuz I didn't yeah. want I did I wanted my own impressions. Yeah. Um for the podcast. Which I will go watch it this afternoon now. Of course you will. Cuz I can. 
Because now I How can't. many times have you seen Iron Man 2 in the past week? Uh, four? Okay. I think about four times. <laughs> That's all. Just four. It's fine. Which is fine, you know. With a, well, you know, I had to watch it, and then I watched it with the Data Vault. Right. And then I watched it with you with the Data Vault. That was really cool. Yeah, it was cool. Because, like, I was stopping it and taking pictures of my TV to look at the little yeah. the little things. Yeah, because uh, they did give the palladium levels and everything that was really cool. Oh, yeah, because every so often, they, because he's tracking it in the in the movie, but you don't ever really, you don't always see it. Yeah. But they were constantly putting it, and, like, his glucose levels were bouncing around. Yeah. Which didn't make a, like, but when he was eating the donuts. Yeah. And then they popped it up, his glucose level had jumped up. It had, I was yeah. like, but he's eating donuts. Exactly, so. That's yeah. consistency. Speaking of consistency, uh, he still doesn't like to be handed things. He still does not like to be handed things. I don't understand where that comes from, but it's consistent. Yeah. He doesn't like to be handed things because when he gets the subpoena. Yeah. And the strawberries. Hey, yeah, I just said You it. just, I don't like to. Oh, and in, um, in the comics when, uh, around the, in the Hammer uh, story arc, he is driving a silver uh, convertible ah, in the comics. Yeah, okay. it's a silver hot rod convertible. So I was like, hmm. So I thought that was a cool nod. Yeah. With him driving around in the silver convertible in the movie. So that was cool. Um, I do, uh, I think I do have problems with this brand new element being synthesized in his basement. Sure, why because not? as soon as Jarvis makes What's the, wrong with that? As soon as Jarvis makes the comment that it is impossible to synthesize, of course Tony, Tony does synthesizes it. Yeah. it with the help of Cap Shield and Phil. It was a prototype. It was a oh, prototype. Phil. Phil. Yeah. Phil. We get a lot more of his personality in this. This is the true Phil. He's not in it a lot, but what we get is gold. Well, he is the true uh, bridge between this movie and Thor. And the MCU as a whole. True. Phil is a very common thread. He really is. But yeah, he's got to go to New Mexico. But <laughs> I will tase you and watch reruns of Super Nanny. As you drool on the carpet. <laughs> It's beautiful. Clark Gregg, his delivery of these lines is absolutely priceless. Yeah. And I love it. And so we see now this is a really good <laughs> indicator of how involved S.H.I.E.L.D. is. True. Because Fury just pops up at the very end. And this, yeah, and this is where we get the uh, Howard... Uh, 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 was one of the founders of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. This is where they blatantly say it. Yes. And we also get that Tony says that he's not uh, fit for, I think he calls it your little boy band. Yeah, or something like that. The so Avenger the Avengers thing is at this point. Right. Or at least Tony's not going to be included in it. Right. He's slightly erratic. Slightly. So, yeah. So that was, a, that was all very interesting to me. Yeah, because this is what this this is the first time we really see Fury in a movie. Yeah, because before he was just in the post credit scene and he didn't even get credited or anything. But this it is was, yeah. Fury's first movie bits. Yes. Wow, that that's the technical movie bits. But we see him in the full gear, and he's an imposing guy, man. He's very imposing, and I love him and I adore him. Because Natasha's working for him. And yep. this is where we... And this is the true introduction of what S.H.I.E.L.D. Because we see Clark, or uh, Phil, in the first one. Mm -hmm. This is where we see S.H.I.E.L.D. as a presence in the world. Yeah. And just how big S.H.I.E.L.D. is. Which I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah. You know what else is awesome? What else is awesome? Unofficial natural fandom fragrances. It is. It is. That's a freaking mouthful. I know. It really is, and I keep wanting to say it wrong. I had to pull it up the screen to actually look at the words to be able to say it. Yeah. Because we so always say unnatural. <laughs> I want to call them unnatural fandom, but they're unofficial natural fandom fragrances. Yes. And I love them so much. They I really, do. They really need a Marvel line, though. Oh, good. so much. They really so do. So much. So, um, but they, you know what they do have, though? Everything else. Everything else in the world. Uh, because they have the, they just released their, they are actually, as of January 2nd, because they closed down for Christmas, mm -hmm. as of January 2nd, they are reopened. Yay! And they have all of their, uh, well, the limited editions are gone, I'm sorry to say. So if you missed out on White Walker, I'm sorry. If you beg them enough, they'll, uh, they might bring it back next year. Yeah. Or, well, this year Well, now. if you beg them enough, you they'll can. They'll do a custom. They'll do a custom. Yeah. Custom blend. Uh, but yeah, Hermione sold out. 
and nothing flat. As well it should have. As well it should have. But you can still get the uh, Harry Potter houses. You can still get the original Golden Trio from Star Wars. I yep. really hope she comes out with the new trio. Oh, she's gonna have she to. has to now. I think she's going to have to. Uh, but yeah, she's, has Han Solo. Have, did you ever smell it? I don't think I did. Because I have it. Because you, know you, you know I have you it. Do. It freaking smells like Han Solo. You will die. Oh my gosh. It's great. I'm like, awesome. This is what he smells like. Yeah. Uh, but they do have, um, they don't have Batman. They have Wonder Woman. They, they do. They do have Wonder Woman. Joker they, and Harley. They have Joker and Harley. They have uh, Supernatural. Supernatural. Doctor Who. Disney, Disney princesses. So many Disney princesses. Yes. That's a metric for, butt ton of Disney princesses. That's for their, their littlests. Yeah. For the littlest ones. member of Oomph. <laughs> she requested them. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, oh, and there's so many more that they have that I can't even think of right now. Uh, and But there uh, all of these are, are uh, essential oil based all natural essential oils mm -hmm. uh, for any of you with allergies they're great uh, and each of these have because you know aromatherapy is a real thing I, yes. I strongly believe in aromatherapy I'm a big fan yeah that smells can't alter your mood and how you oh feel. absolutely um because I'm a big fan of like lavender and chamomile and the cal calming calming yeah, yeah. I, I really can't do the fancy ones <laughs> any like citrusy stuff the exciting yeah. stuff it's just because I have anxiety issues and speaking of anxiety because they're in their Sherlock line they have Moriarty yes and that's their anxiety spray yes and I spray that on my pillows at night to yeah. help sleep and I love it it's great so they all have um like uh, there's a benefit they do to uh each blend. sleeping beauty yeah is made with lemon lime and orange it's it's to wake you up. Oh, that's awesome. It's great. It, smell, it does smell awesome. good. It smells really good. Um, so that's the Sleeping Beauty. And they're, <laughs> and they're, the way, she blends them so, and I say she, uh, it's actually several people, um, but she's the CEO. They come up with these blends and what they do for you. Um, mm -hmm. The, um, oh, what is it? Uh, Sam from, Sam Winchester from yes. Supernatural. Uh, the sprays to pr uh, promote happiness. happiness. Mm -hmm. um, the Castiel one is to help with colds. Yes. It's got a, a wintergreen. It it's does. very clean, angely so smell good. to it. Uh, they do have a rose, mm -hmm. which is in rose water. Because yep. she had issues getting that one done. But she, people were, so many people were clamoring for it yeah. that they created the rose. Finally found a way to do it and still be all natural. So if there is something that they don't have, they will work ask. with you with a custom blend. But the more people who ask for, say, an Iron Man spray. Or anything Marvel related. Or Winter Soldier or Natasha, they're much more likely to actually um, do it. So there is a link on our, our website in the podcast. And if you use our code randomtpodcast no S at the end, you will get 10% 10, 10 off an order of $5 or more. Hooray! And these sprays, they're very reasonable. They start at like four bucks yeah. and go up. Um, you can get a sample, mm -hmm. which is not, we're not talking about a piece of paper with a spray on it. Yeah. We're talking a little small amber bottle uh, for 70 cents. Yeah. Totally, good stuff. totally worth it. So we love this. You guys will too. Yeah. Go smell like your favorite character. Go smell like your favorite character. Um, so that's our sponsor. I just want to make sure we didn't miss that. Thank you. Because we were getting painfully close to skipping that. Yeah. And I hate it when that happens. So <laughs> uh, what we were talking about before I so rudely interrupted us, Monaco? Uh, Shield, I thought. Shield. We were talking about Shield, which I miss so much. Yeah. Joe, which speaking of, check out our Agents of Shield podcast. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, And our Agent Carter one. And our Agent Carter one while you're at it. We loves us some Marvel. Yeah, we do. For some reason. I don't know. Because I <laughs> drove over here in my Captain America t-shirt wearing my winter soldier hoodie hoodie with your stucky trash with my stucky mug. trash mug <laughs> well i still have my captain america little car fragrance thingy i mean oh i do too yeah i'm not that's that's gonna stay that's forever. gonna stay forever it's so funny because the next two movies are thor for me thor for you and captain america for you yay so yeah wait till we get to winter soldier oh my god it's just gonna be pterodactyl noises oh uh, bucky <laughs> wow yeah yeah it'll be great uh what else we got to talk about here uh let me think let me do the so yeah senator stern senator stern was an asshole yes i loved it it i love gary shandling Oh, he's so terrible. I mean, he's great. Yes. He's absolutely so terrible. Yeah. Um, not a canon character. 
Yeah, you couldn't find him. No, he's we post- couldn't even find a first name for him. No, in, he's in just Senator MCU. Stern. Yeah, yeah, he's just Senator Stern. I cannot find he any. Crops back up again in uh, Winter Soldier, right? Which I thought was great. I love it when they recycle. Well, so does um, Baldy. Sit well. Sit well. I love yeah. that he comes and goes. Well, <laughs> goes. <laughs> he's gone. I don't think there's any way to bring him back from that. No. Uh, I'm sorry. Again, there are spoilers. We yeah. said that at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Um, oh, um, the plans that Vanco uses at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, the arc reactor is plans. the arc reactor prototype that has Howard Starks and his father's name on it. Yeah. But that's funny, though, because... Um, How did he get a hold of that? Tony very much... He probably smuggled it out with him when he got deported. That's true. Um, Tony very much uh, perfected the arc reactor. He did. I think that's interesting. And I think that would have been a cool thing to explore. And maybe they didn't because of the whole de-icing thing in in Iron Man 2. In Iron Man 1, they didn't didn't want to revisit that. But it would have been interesting for there have been design flaws in the original that Tony perfected in his. But since... Bankoff was going off of old plans. But I still think Sonny Vanco. Mm-hmm. Vanco. I keep wanting to call him Bankoff. Vanco. Fucking Agent Carter, damn it. I know, right? Uh, was able to see some of those flaws and Could fix very, them. Because he's clearly a genius. Well, he's building this crap in a shack out of nothing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, and smashes that poor TV. I know. What was that? That's just mean. It is. So rude. His bird. I thought it was interesting that he Boy. had live C-SPAN in Russia. In that little shack. I mean, yeah. well, technology, man. Yeah. Well, and it was, I mentioned to you when we were watching it uh, the other day that uh, it was hilarious for me to, to watch the beginning of it when they're doing the, in the C-SPAN bits. Yeah. Because for some reason, my cable provider is so weird very very randomly every once in a while my tv will suddenly switch to c-span for no apparent reason all on its own all on its own um it have have spoken to other people who have the same provider as me and it just happens randomly yeah to them too does and they have different dvr setups (laughs) than i do because i use a a third party yeah uh, dvr yeah uh and it just randomly happens. So I'm sitting there, I'm watching, and it's a C-SPAN. And I'm like, eh. Because, like, in my um, my TV lineup, I have mm-hmm. C-SPAN turned off. Yeah. So that when I'm going through my guide, it doesn't. Yeah, because you don't only go through C-SPAN. Yeah, yeah, so I only see <laughs> channels that, you know, no CNN, no Fox, no garbage. Yeah. No sports channels. It's all yeah. the good stuff. The good you, stuff. You know. <laughs> so to see C-SPAN up there, it's, it's a little weird. <laughs> and I like how they filmed it like... As it looked like it, it was looked like it was C-span. It really does. The so, camera angles. Yeah. Uh, that's also the first scene they shot. Yes. Was uh, I think John's a great director. John is a fabulous director. I I'm really sorry. I really like him. I think that's what killed Iron Man 3. Yeah, I really hate that he Well, John Iron is Man such 3. a fanboy. He is. He really is. Yeah. So And he he works very well with Robert. Oh, those two? Yeah. Well, because the uh, the first day of filming, it wasn't John who gave the opening day set speech. It was, it was Robert. Well, you know, uh, Robert's wife is an executive producer. Yeah. So <laughs> she's she produces, I think, most of his stuff, if not all of it. Now I don't doubt it. Because she's she's well, she he was had, a produ- That's how they met. Is she was a producer for I think it was Gothica or something that he was in. They have so between the two of them, they have so much freaking money. Yeah. They probably just have money fights. All the money. They just throw money at each other? Yeah. I could, money fi- That's what I'm yeah. thinking, money fights. They're yeah. just throwing yeah. $100 bills at each uh-huh. other? Like a snowball fight, but with I money. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. But yeah. So so I, I think I think this was good. I just think there some of the stuff that people didn't like about it was that it was necessary setup. True. There was a lot of setup It's almost like the middle, the middle movie in a trilogy as always. I know, right? But Iron Man... I want to talk about Iron Man 3. So, yeah. I really don't want to talk about Armin 3. Uh, okay, two things. Okay. Two other points that okay. I wanted to bring up. Uh, Pepper is sick at the beginning of the movie. Yes. Is never addressed again. Yeah, it's not. Because he asks her to put on a mask and she's... <laughs> yeah. Well, he's dying. He doesn't want to, you know... Yeah. It never addressed again. Yeah, it is. What? Yeah. Plot hole. Storyline got dropped. What? Yeah. Don't like that. Uh, this other thing is, unless you watch this with... Um, I don't know if it's in the commentary, but it's in the Data Vault version... The person that Sonny Vanco meets with in the back alley 
and pays him money. Yes. He is a Ten Rings operative. Yes, and he's credited as such, but yes, I don't think it's... It, but not everybody... It's really shown any a casual, other... Yeah, a casual viewer's not going to... Comb through the... Comb through the credits list. like we do. Yeah. This is what we're not paid to do. Exactly. So uh, that but was, is a Ten Rings operative, which if you remember in Iron Man 1, it was... Raza or Raza, yeah, uh, who is related to the Ten Rings, who right. is, goes back to Mandarin, right? And Mandarin we see later, later. yeah. So I like that little bit. I like not. I don't like the plot hole with Pepper's illness, but I did like this. But I wish it was more blatant, yeah, um, more obvious. Yeah, that would have been nice, I guess. So. Let me see if there's anything else. Oh, um, they never actually refer to it as the war machine, but during when they're fighting after Tony's birthday party. You want to be a war machine. You want to be a war machine. Yeah. Um, is said, which I thought that was a great line. Yeah. Uh, wow. Roadie, man. Yeah. Because this is Cheadle's first roadie appearance. Yes, it is. you like Cheadle. I like Cheadle. You prefer Terrence Howard. I don't not like Cheadle. Right, but you prefer original flavor roadie. Uh, I do. I prefer original flavor roadie. I just think he's, I think Cheadle's too skinny. <laughs> he's too skinny. Okay. Put some meat on them bones to be, to be war machine. Yeah. You know, to be a military head yeah. honcho dude. He's just too skinny. Yeah. Eat a sandwich. There's some shit. Speaking of skinny, um, it's it's hilarious, and I have to point this out when because I pointed out to you when we were watching it when mm-hmm. Tony first goes to the uh, Stark Expo, and he's standing in that big old circle, and he's wearing that suit. As as we all know, um, Tony Stark is over six foot tall. He's about six six one. Yeah, and Robert Downey Jr. is not very much not, and he's not ashamed of this. He's he's he knows. Yeah, and he's often seen in behind the scenes wearing heels. Big old clunky. Or standing on a box. Or standing on a box. But in this particular scene, because he's in that suit, you will notice that's a very ill-fitting suit for Tony Stark. It is a very ill-fitting suit. And the trousers are quite long. Though, man, those pant legs go all the way to the floor. Yeah. And because... Hey, darling. <laughs> Poor baby. Sorry. Puppies. Um, very restless. Okay, attention. Here we so, go. So yeah, so uh, his his pant legs are, are very ill fitting. So they made the rest of his suit ill fitting to match. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's wearing his dad's suit, man. It does. It's it's got to cover those heels, man. And and once you saw it, you couldn't unsee it because no. the rest of the movie, any suit he wears, he looks fine. Or because because a lot of, you'll notice a lot of they shoot him from you know chest up. Mm-hmm. Because he's standing a, on a box. It's not a long shot like that. But yeah. yeah. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> you have to go back and look at that and just laugh your ass off. And one other thing you pointed out to me is when they are at the party and they break through. Rhodey and uh, Tony are fighting in the suits and mm-hmm. they break through the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Natasha is with Pepper. Mm-hmm. And she immediately goes into battle stance. Oh, yeah. She does the. She does the. The, the battle pose. I don't. I don't know how to describe that over verbally, but her, she, her like action stance or whatever. Ninja stance. Yeah. Yeah. She automatically. In front, of, in front of Pepper. For a split second. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that was good stuff. Yeah. Because at that point, you don't know. Because they didn't have to, to do that. That was a conscious character yeah. choice, I yeah. think, for Natasha. And uh, kudos to S.H.I.E.L.D. for bu- building up Natalie Rushman's uh, presence as a real person. Yes. Because he looks up like lingerie modeling photos of her. Mm-hmm. And so many fic writers Her background. have, have, uh, have bless you shield. <laughs> I know have been like, um, cause the fact that Natasha had to take those yeah, for her cover. And yeah. then a lot of fic writers have put in that, you know, like her and Clint are talking to each other while she's undercover. And he's talking about these pictures and she's, she's like, shut up, shut up. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're a model now. And she's like, shut up, Clint. <laughs> It's just really funny to me that I'm like, oh, oh my, can you imagine the shield photographer you know that had to do buddies. that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a woman taking those pictures. I just want you to know. Yeah. I just decided. I like that. Just now, right now, right the second. I enjoy that. It was a woman Thank taking you. those photos. But yeah. It was Darcy. It was Darcy. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I just decided right now. Uh, well, Darcy's next. <gasps> Darcy is the next episode. Yeah, um, I think I'm I'm about talked out because I think I am too. we we I'm again I'm trying so hard not to cover stuff from the first Iron Man because we already did that. Yeah. Uh, so I enjoyed this movie. I did not as Was, much as the first one. Yeah, but not, it's not new. 
Yeah. It wasn't new. We knew stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I did very much enjoy it. But I, I do think it's fun, though, to go back um, once you do know the big MCU arc. Because you pick up different stuff. Yes. You go, oh, that's going to come into play three oh, years yeah, from yeah, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The stuff you see retroactively sort of yeah. uh, throughout the episode. <sighs> the movie. Yeah. You're like, oh, yep. And like, because uh, Phil picks up the, the shield. Because you don't see the creation of Captain America's shield until Captain America the First Avenger. Exactly. But so to see Phil pick up the prototype out of Howard's box yeah. of mementos that, you know, Fury leaves him. It's the it's a prototype. Mm-hmm. And he uses it to brace the thingamabob. Particle accelerator or whatever. Whatever that was. Uh, that's a nod. That's a forward. I mean, because this is the second Iron Man movie. And it's the second nod to Captain America. Yeah. Blatantly. Yeah. Here's my shield. So, that's exciting to see that. Yeah. Phil was excited too. Because when you see, yeah, he was, wasn't he? <laughs> you notice he's, he's such a fan. He like gravitates to that one. He's like, more and more. He well, and they, they use that going forward. There's yes, they so do. Many, so many, so many fix. I know. So many. So uh, it was enjoyable. So uh, yeah, next up is going to be Thor. Yep. So I look forward to that. Yep. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm, kind of looking forward to researching somebody other than Tony. (laughs) Because between Agent Carter and Iron Man. Yeah. I dream about Tony now. It's terrible. Research Loki. It's fun. Yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah. Because I got a whole new set of characters to to research. So that'll be great. So that's going to be coming relatively soon. In the next week or so. Yeah. We'll get that up. So... Anything else? No. Um, but yeah, I know we've talked about our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We've talked about our Agent Carter podcast. Uh, do want to point out that we do also podcast for Gotham mm-hmm. and Sleepy Hollow. We do. Uh, so, you know, if you, you're a fan of those shows, check those out. If you're not a fan of those shows, check those out. <laughs> <laughs> and we have uh, another feed for any other movies that's not MCU. It's our random movies. Yes. Uh, podcast, which we will be doing Snowpiercer coming oh up God. soon. I can't wait. Featuring one Chris Evans. Yes. Oh my it's, God, y'all. It's it's gonna it's gonna be a fun podcast. It was our annual Christmas Eve movie this year. Oh my god. Oh my god, it was so wrong. <laughs> I kinda liked it. It was so bad. I know. So that'll Chris be Chris Evans, John Hurt, Tilda Swinton, a ton of people. Bunch are of in big names. Movie. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Inexplicably. Uh, uh, Ed uh, Harris. Ed Harris. Yeah. Is in it too. So uh yeah, look for that coming up soon on yeah. our random movie. And you can find all of our podcasts on our website at randomtpodcasts.com. And we're on iTunes and Stitcher and Pocket Cast. Yes. And if you like what you're listening to, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and a review. That would be great. Sure thing. Um, and also you can email us feedback at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. Yep, because I'll say it again. This is an MCU movie. You know what order we're going in. You know we're going to hit all of them. So if you have feedback for any, I mean, even if it's even if we're talking the beginning of Phase Three, send it to us. We absolutely we, we because want to talk about it on yeah, air because we are recording these in order the movies are released, except the new as the new movies are coming out. Because yes. when we go see uh, Civil War when it comes out in May, we will turn around and do a podcast. Yeah, it'll probably mostly be sobbing. Yeah, probably. But we may get some coherent Bucky. words out of that. Yeah. Yeah. At least on my end, there will yeah. be lots of sobbing. <laughs> so, yeah, any of the movies, um, even if we've, even if it's just something we've already podcast. Yeah. Uh, please feel free to write to us. You can also get us on the Twitters at randomtcasts. And on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. Yeah. And if you check out our website and go to the Who Are We, you will find some little mini biographies about us and mm-hmm. where you can find us on the social medias. Yep. So... We're not that interesting. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So, yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.